You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You may not want to shoot a hostage, but maybe you want to shoot something at the radio. Just to quickly clarify, there was a lot of numbers in my brain. I was a little bit off on the points for Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl. It just happened last week, so sorry about that. Not that Connor and Leon care, but some of you out there do. 800 points. I mean, I was off by a couple hundred. 800 points for Connor. 700 for Leon. So I apologize to the sports radio mass for getting those numbers wrong every now and then. That wasn't really the point. The point was more about the milestones that they had marked And obviously, Connor McDavid putting together yet another really impressive year. But bigger picture, the Bruins as a team, it's been a long time since we've seen such a dominant force. And I love the fact that it, I don't want to say it came out of nowhere, because again, if you look at some of the staples, some of the stalwarts on this team, I know coaching change, but honestly, comparing it to the Boston Celtics, Coaching change for them. Ime Udoka gets so much credit for what they did last year, and he certainly shifted the focus to defense. They were a 500 club in mid, actually going into the second half of the year, and he changed their focus, changed their perspective, got them to care about defense, and the Celtics became not just a contender, but a championship contender. They had the pieces in place. They needed the leadership. They needed the direction. The Bruins have had some really impressive pieces in place. This core that's been together for them. They've been relevant for years. And so I don't want to say it's a massive surprise, but I do love it when you've got storylines like this where the expectations are so low based on what happened in the offseason, based on the fact that they were ousted in the first round last year. Also, I better not get one damn message about how I don't talk enough hockey. (laughs) It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. We're getting closer to the Stanley Cup playoffs, so of course, there will be more hockey then. People love to tell me all of the reasons that I fall short as a radio host, and I'm all right with it. I read all of your reactions. Why are you so pissy, Leon? Sometimes, most of the time, will be fair. They go in one eyeball and out the other. But I know you all, well, we have a pocket of you that love your hockey, and we'll get to it. We'll get to it when we get to the Stanley Cup playoffs. Going to be interesting, though. Very different, again, from the NBA in terms of the attention. We talked about the Warriors, but also very different in terms of what we got last year in the run. Last year... Especially in the West, it seems like with the with the uh, Stanley Cup playoffs, kind of mirrors basketball in the West right now too. You, 
anything goes. I love that. And really the nature of hockey leads it to that same kind of space, which is why the goal differential is so ridiculous. But in hockey, because of the nature of the game, because of the nature of the playoffs, obviously, one goal does make a difference all the time. It's it's the so little margin for error. So we're getting there. March Madness is nearly upon us in all forms. College hoops, NBA, NHL. It's the race to catch up with the Bruins. The race to go toe-to-toe with the Bruins. That's what this season has become, at least in the East. The Avalanche, the defending champions. Such a great story last year. The more I talk about it, the more excited I get. Good morning to you. It's, I think it's Tuesday. It's Tuesday. I just got a text from a friend of mine who works for my town. Hates snow. So, of course, when he had to get up in the middle of the night to start plowing, he sent me grousing text messages because he knows, of course, I'm working overnight. Last I heard, still snowing in my town. That makes this girl happy. I'm the girl who prays for snow. I guess I wasn't specific. It would have been great fun if it had happened on Friday or Saturday night when I (laughs) didn't have to go anywhere. But either way, Princess Leia is a champ. She's all-wheel drive. We had no trouble getting in. Just a little slower. took a little longer. But still snowing, hoping that lots of people stay home this morning. Stay home from work, maybe work from home. Stay from the office, work from home. But for those of you now in the Northeast who are dealing with the snow, we even had nearly as much as what the Midwest has had. Gosh, even parts of the far West. Right, so California getting more snow than what we've had in my New Jersey town until last night. So I'm psyched for the snow. Can't wait to get home and traipse in it with Penny. She also loves the snow. If you missed me saying it earlier, uh, I couldn't get her inside. So in the afternoon, the snow was an hour, a couple hours away, and the dog knew. Somehow the dog always knows. She loves the cold. She's outside sitting on a cold sidewalk and would not come inside. There's a, actually, I'll share the photo with you just because it's cute. So I'll retweet it. A-Law Radio. She was plopped down and not getting up for anything. Even after I told her she could have a treat. Telling you that's a big deal with my dog. Never turns down a treat. Never turns down her food. Never turns down the cat food. Although I don't just accidentally leave it out. And the dog knows that too. So she knew the snow was coming. And she was waiting for it. She was even looking in the direction of where the snow was coming from. So you can check that out on Twitter. Again, A-Law Radio. And we've done a bit of a, a deep dive on this QB chessboard. I think I just said deep dive. No one died. A deep dive on this QB chessboard in the wake of the Carson Wentz domino being the first one. Honestly, wasn't expecting that. I thought by now Lamar Jackson would have been franchised or we'd have some other news about Lamar Jackson. Maybe Daniel Jones would have gotten tagged. You're it, Daniel Jones. But maybe they're still working, hoping that they can come to a common agreement. And both sides would like that. If the Giants truly do believe that they're comfortable with him moving forward as their franchise quarterback, they just aren't comfortable paying him $45 million, but they're comfortable with him as their QB, well, then, of course, they want to get a deal done. They don't want to go through this again next year a la Dak Prescott and the Dallas Cowboys. But also, they've got other needs. They've got other contracts they need to address. So you want to get your quarterback contract, your quarterback deal taken care of. If they franchise him, they get him for a little cheaper. 
But that's not what the Daniel Jones camp wants because that's not a long-term deal and there's not a whole lot in the way of guarantees beyond the money. So both sides would like to get a deal done. They still have a few days. The Lamar Jackson situation with the Ravens feels a whole lot different and the more I hear from people around the league, the more people are either becoming convinced or at least leaning toward this being a divorce, not a renewal of vows. So we're asking you on our social media, Twitter and Facebook, we've taken a few calls as well. When you think about the quarterbacks who are available, could be available, maybe it's draft, it's free agency, or it's trade. I mean, we've got a few people that are pointing to Aaron Rodgers, but I don't know if he's going to be available. Is it weird that I'm trying to figure out reverse psychology with Aaron Rodgers? As in the longer this goes, the more likely it is that he stays with the Packers because he's the one that told us he understood it had to be a timely decision. It needed to be one that allowed the Packers some flexibility. But if you look at it from his perspective, same thing. If he wants to be able to go to a particular team and it would be via a trade, well, then you don't want to wait too long because other teams are going to have to start meeting that need with or without you. Now, I don't think we're quite in that critical zone yet. But, and maybe you you can call me the fool. I take him at face value when he says, hey, I know the Packers need an answer relatively quickly. Do you know what would just, I would drive off the road if he retired. I don't believe that for a second. But I didn't think Tom Brady was going to retire either. Though that would stun me. (laughs) As I was saying on last night's show, Aaron Rodgers is such a contrarian that I kind of feel like if he catches wind of the fact that a lot of fans want him to go away, he's less likely to go anywhere. He's just, he's got that kind of personality. We had a caller earlier that said something about him, him bringing a circus to town. I just, I don't see that either. I get it. We don't love, and by we, I mean just collectively sports fans. I think the more we hear of him, the less we want to hear of him. Again, this is like big picture collectively, just judging by what I hear from you. I actually find it highly amusing. It's great radio. It's actually radio gold, some of the stuff that he says. It's giving me much material, so... Keep on yapping, Aaron. I'm fine with that. I don't have your number. You're not going to have my number. I don't want your number. I just want you to keep talking. Just because it's good for radio. Not because personally I need to be taught about the benefits of a darkness retreat. or I'm offended. Ayahuasca. Or how I don't know you. How could you possibly say that? <laughs> it never gets old. One of these days... Maybe it'll get old to producer Jay. It's never going to get old to me. So, yeah, I hope he keeps talking. But in terms of being a circus, I mean, come on. Mm, I don't think so. What are you doing? Stop it. (laughs) He's got – you guys missed the phone call earlier. There's a guy in Pittsburgh who was convinced – first of all, he's got a – He's got a wild hair up his butt about the national media not giving Ben Roethlisberger enough credit or giving Aaron Rodgers too much credit and not talking big ben about Big Ben enough. I mean, I guess I missed it. I thought Ben retired. 
I certainly thought that Aaron Rodgers had four MVP awards. The guy tried to tell me if you take those years out of his career, he's not all that impressive. Okay. <laughs> oh, sports fans. Sometimes we're just freaking delirious. <laughs> Animals. Not just that, but he also was talking about how Ben's career stats are better than Aaron's, which is not even remotely true. <laughs> I mean, I, Ben was great. He'll be a first battle Hall of Famer, but why Why would we be talking about him right now? <laughs> oh, sports fans. You're a strange lot. We don't have a chance. <laughs> I like his podcast, though. Anyway, all that to say... I don't think Aaron Rodgers is bad for the league. I think his act wears thin. I think people get tired of him. They roll their eyes. Sometimes I do too, though it is radio gold. So I look at it from a different perspective, but to have Aaron Rodgers on your team. Hello. He's one of the best quarterbacks to ever play the game. I just don't know if he's going to be available, but yeah, if he's available, I asked you this question last week. Derek Carr, Aaron Rodgers, considering all factors. I'm not sure I ever answered the question, I would say two-thirds of you who weighed in, and we got a lot of responses because, you know, QBs were obsessed. Two-thirds of you were going with Derek Carr. And the number one reason, well, there were two reasons, but I would say the, the primary reason is because of Rodgers' drama. Do you think teams in the NFL care about that? No, come on. There is, first of all, the Jets operate in drama. They're, they might as well be on Broadway, for heaven's sakes. They create their own what do they care whether or not Aaron Rodgers goes on a national radio show and talks about his COVID toe or his COVID MVP or I, who? I'm going to my darkness retreat. Or his darkness retreat. Or his dead relatives all putting their hands on him when he's fooling around with ayahuasca. What, what do they care if Aaron Rodgers helps them win? We put up with a lot of eccentricities in sports for athletes that help us win. I mean, it's better than him being a druggie. It's better than him getting thrown in jail, getting arrested. Anyway, so the majority of you who said Derek Carr was the better option, you said it because you were tired of his shtick. Fine, whatevs. NFL teams don't look at it that way for the most part. If they want to win, winning is the thing. And Aaron Rodgers helps you win. Derek Carr, I still say, is an above-average QB. So I'm a little higher on Derek in terms of his abilities. But the other reason some of you said is because of the money. Now that makes sense. Not every team can afford Aaron Rodgers in a trade. Derek Carr, you could get for longer. You're not going to get him for cheap. Let's, Let's not go cheap with Derek Carr. That would be Carson Wentz, actually. If you're looking for a cheap option, Carson is now available. Honestly, if you're looking for a cheaper option, maybe Sam Darnold and Baker Mayfield because they're looking for a... Stop it. Because they're looking for fresh starts. So we'll get to the Carson Wentz element. But as I've thought about it and as I've talked about it, it's easy right now to. I even wrote a CBS Sports Minute about it. Boom. Uh, as I've thought about it and talked about it, it's easy to pile on Carson right now because he's one and done with a second straight team. It's his third team in three seasons. And, you know, wherever he lands, if he lands somewhere, it'll be his fourth team in four seasons. But you break it apart a little bit, and number one, as I say, he's cheap. We're talking either a veteran minimum to be a backup or an incentive-laden contract. We see those a bunch. Teams don't want to invest too much. It's a prove-it year. 
You give me what you got. You're a stopgap. We're we're not looking to hitch our wagon to your star. We just need somebody to be out there on the field. It's a low bar. But it does happen. And then if, if it's not that option, then it's, hey, he signs as a backup somewhere. How many backup quarterbacks did we see make starts this year in the NFL? I'm going to have to go back and look at the numbers. At one point, I had a number, which it was astounding. The number of different quarterbacks who started this year in the NFL is total insanity. Insane in the membrane. So the other route for Carson, while you may think his chances are spent in terms of being handed a starting gig, and maybe that's true, there's a little bit of Buyer's remorse, also the idea of a copycat league in the NFL where teams tend to, they feel like losing is contagious with a particular quarterback. So if a quarterback's had a couple chances they're and it hasn't worked out, they're likely to shy away. But the thing with backup QBs is that very often, because of injuries or ineptitude, they end up starters. Captain obvious. I know that. I just wanted to underscore it. Because a Carson as a backup who starts the season as a backup for little money could very well end up on the field. So I wouldn't put the nail in the coffin. I wouldn't bury Carson just yet. Once again, it's a supply and demand issue. And sometimes it's the opposite where there are more quarterbacks than there are gigs. But this year, it's not that. There are more jobs than there are viable starting QBs. So how would you rank them? Now, there are four or so, four probably, that most draft analysts believe will go in the first round. So maybe it's a team that wants to move up and and grab Bryce Young by trading with Chicago. So the Bears are open to that, and they've been contacted by a bunch of teams. But there's only so many of Bryce Young. That sounded dumb. There's only one Bryce Young. There's only so many first-round starting quarterbacks that won't fill all of the needs of the league. You've got teams that are that are also cash-strapped or salary cap-strapped. So a lot of different issues and challenges. Trust me, teams are not going to shy away from Aaron Rodgers because he makes them roll their eyes. So how would you rank them? We love to rank things in sports. We never get tired of that. So on Twitter, After Hours CBS, or also on our Facebook page. Also, if you hear my stomach growling, I apologize profusely, but um, I'm going to eat some yogurt. Good morning to you. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. 
Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. I had an opportunity to talk, you know, with Carson before we made the pick. I wanted to make sure he understood that this is just all about developing a young guy. More so than anything else, he's our number one going forward, and, and he just appreciated the fact that I gave him the heads up, which I thought was really cool, and, and he was pretty actually pretty excited because uh, he just thinks that he's heard a lot of good things about Sam. That is the voice of Ron Rivera going back a year. Man, what a difference a year makes. And Carson Wentz was coming off a really good season in Indianapolis. For people who don't remember, I know that the sour taste uh, really spoiled his fi- well, spoiled his final couple uh, weeks there with Indianapolis, especially the loss against the Jaguars in which he played so poorly. But really the last two games of the season in which the Colts failed to clinch the postseason and he played badly, it soured his tenure there. But his season was, it it wasn't bad. It was a above average season. It was so much better than his last season in Philadelphia and he played every game. I think it was 27 touchdowns, seven interceptions. But unfortunately, the interceptions came back to bite him in the arse in those last games and the loss of the Jaguars in week 18. That was it. I don't think it was it with Frank Reich necessarily, but it was it with Jim Ursay with the front office. And so the commanders get Carson Wentz, but also draft Sam Howell. And remember what we heard just a couple weeks ago during Super Bowl, Ron Rivera actually making waves by saying, hey, Sam Howell is our QB1, and then later clarifying and say, okay, well, we need to have a number one guy on the depth chart. He's earned the opportunity to do that, to be there, to start the year. wonder how Taylor Heineke feels about that. But either way, they need to have a plan. Does it mean they're going to go forward with no veteran? Highly doubt it. I mean, Heineke's a veteran, but I, I can assume they're going to get somebody else in there, but not for the price of Carson Wentz. So by cutting him, not a huge surprise, although if he'd played better or didn't get injured or they felt like there was anything positive about his tenure in Washington, maybe they end up biting the bullet with the money, but they fired their offensive coordinator. The problems were bigger than Carson. It's been a spiral, though, for Carson now, and sometimes it's hard to stop that in the NFL. You get branded, you get labeled. I just know that a backup QB in the league is not a bad place to be, especially if you're healthy and you're a veteran and you're paying attention and you're ready to go. You stay ready. Oh, it's, it's, I hesitate to use the word guaranteed, but it's a, 
very high probability that you're going to end up on the field again. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. Now, remember when Eric Bieniemy was introduced last week, Sam Howell was right there in the front row along with some of the other offensive principals. And Bieniemy was excited. Now, that's a word he used a lot. He was. I was so happy for him. But he's looking forward to working with Sam. I did have an opportunity to see him play in that last game against the, uh, the Dallas Cowboys. The, the kid is a dynamic football player. I, he can make throws from different platforms. You can tell he has a baseball background. Uh, the thing that got me fired up was when he ran in on that touchdown, he flexed. So that was some good stuff. Can't give the job to Sam Howell right now. There's going to be a competition of some sort. For the commanders, with the number of quarterbacks they brought in, the number of quarterbacks they've used, we went through it last week. Some stability, any stability from the preseason, from well, from OTAs on through the preseason and training camp is good. So that's really the commanders. They're going to bring in someone else, no doubt, but they needed to be cheaper. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. As for Carson Wentz, As I say, you can pile on and believe that it's done and he's done and his chances are spent. But that's not necessarily the case, only because he does come at a much lower cost. He's bargain basement price now. And because backup is sometimes how you earn another opportunity. Backup, backup, backup. Yeah, yeah. The story is out on Carson Wentz in regards to being a starting quarterback. That ship has sailed. Well, actually, that ship is sunk. It didn't didn't sail anywhere. It now is in the bottom of the ocean. So he has to humble himself down, in my opinion, to take a backup job. And we know backup quarterbacks are extremely important in the National Football League. See what I'm Uh, saying? It's not just about having a big-time starter. You You have to have a reliable backup. on your team just in case something happens to the starting quarterback. But his time starting in the National Football League clearly is done for right now. I don't know what will need to happen for him to be able to showcase that he can be a consistent starter, but I think that's the best role for Carson Wentz. Is if he's willing to accept that role, becoming a backup quarterback, clearly, Mike, there will be a nice market for him based on the experience and, of course, the potential, knowing that, hey, our backup quarterback is Carson Wentz. I think most teams would like that if they had that as an option. Brian McFadden and I are on the same page. Holding a clipboard and making money is not a bad way to earn a living, but even so, Carson wants to play. We know that. He's a guy who takes his job seriously. He's had some injuries, yes. And the way that things ended in Indianapolis, I don't know that he ever fully recovered. A fresh start? Well, that sounds funny when you're talking about the fourth team in four years or really the third new team in the last three years. But some time behind a starter, an opportunity to maybe not feel as much pressure, be out of the spotlight for a little bit. I don't think so much it's about ego. It's a different route than than what he's taken or what's been expected of him, what's been projected for him since he got drafted number two overall. But yeah, I wouldn't say his tenure is done, only that it's now about to take a 
unexpected path, a scenic route, if you will. Do a scenic route back to a starting job. Stomach's still growling. Got to go get the yogurt. (laughs) So how would you rank these quarterbacks? These, and by these, I mean essentially all of them that might be available. Some of you are going draft and saying Bryce Young is the best option. I've seen a couple Jimmy Garoppolo's. He's like the tortoise in the whole tortoise and hare fairy tale. Others are thinking Lamar Jackson. I've seen a couple Daniel Jones. I just, I don't think that's happening. I don't think the Giants are letting him walk. If not as much or not solely because they like what they saw from him this year, which was great. Then because where are you going to go if you let Daniel Jones walk? So it's not just the devil, you know, it's the devil. You don't know. Always consider that when you're talking about teams biffing their QB to bring in someone different. It's not just, Hey, let's get rid of this guy. It's uh uh-oh, where do we go from here? And that uh uh-oh can be a big deterrent. (laughs) these quarterbacks, they don't grow on trees, you know. All right, you can find me on Twitter, ALaw Radio, also on our Facebook page, After Hours with Amy Lawrence. Lots going on coming up. Uh Uh-oh, the Lakers just hit a major, major roadblock. And so we'll give you the deets there. And also, Jason Tatum. If you needed, it sounds weird, on a night when he gets ejected for the first time, but if you needed more of a, it's evidence, more of a reason why he should be an MVP contender. Well, we gotcha. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. It's been better, uh, that's for sure, but um, definitely wasn't uh, going to go to the locker room and not finish the game out tonight. Um, just... You know, understood the importance of the game and then the momentum that we had. I felt like we could, you know, steal one after being down. But um, we monitor the next couple of days, see how it feels, and go from there. This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. That is the unmistakable voice of one LeBron James. We may not be hearing from him as much over the next couple of weeks or with seeing him as a high-priced cheerleader. Sud sucks for the Lakers. And I know that they've managed at times without one of their superstars, but not well. And they're clinging to hopes for the playoffs anyway. They really needed this group, this new look roster to be together, to play together, to come together so they could find a rhythm and be ready in case they end up in the 7-10 split, the 7-10 tournament. But now LeBron is potentially out several weeks because of a right foot injury. Here's the crazy part. Although, I guess it's not that surprising if you consider what happens with athletes. Very often, they get hurt. They tweak something. They feel pain. It gets rewrapped. They go out. They continue to play. Sometimes it's an injection. They go out. They continue to play. And it's the adrenaline or just the fact that the muscles are warmed up and and they kind of fight through it. Didn't Patrick Mahomes talk about that? When he did suffer the high ankle sprain, he went out there and continued to play and felt like it was really the adrenaline that kept him from feeling the worst of the pain. But once you come down off that, well, then it can be a different story. So LeBron James, in the third quarter, 
of the Lakers' historic come-from-behind win against the Mavericks on Sunday. We watched it. It was on national TV. He gets hurt in the third quarter. He grabs his kind of foot, his ankle area. Actually, initially, I thought it was something to do with his heel because he grabbed his heel, seemed like. Went over to the bench, got his ankle retaped, went out and kept playing. Now, post-game, he was limping, so people noticed that he was walking around limping. Again, as the adrenaline kind of wears off and your muscles get tighter, we don't have a lot of details, only that he was able to score 11 points in the fourth quarter despite being in pain. Non-contact injury is, is what we saw, which is a little scary. And still, though, without any specific injury, because it's not as bad as hockey, where it would be deemed a lower body injury. Actually, in hockey, it might be deemed an upper body a body injury just because. We don't really have a lot of details. But he managed to keep playing, so this news on Monday came as a bit of a surprise. Everything in the West is so crowded. There's very little margin for error. I've said that multiple times. So it looks like, even though, now this is coming from LeBron himself, he called these last few weeks of the Lakers season. So this is going back to the All-Star break. He called these last few weeks of the season the most important games of his career. Some of the most important games of his career. That's coming from LeBron at the All-Star break. Now he's going to miss a bunch of those and have to offer the wisdom, the experience, the tutelage from the sidelines. This is not load management, by the way. It's after hours here on CBS Sports Radio. Okay, so let's hear from Michael Cooper. He's a former Laker himself, obviously. And he's kind of thinking about, talking out loud of the Lakers not having LeBron. The timing of it could not be any worse. The Lakers. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. have six weeks left in the season, 21 games. Look, if he misses two weeks, that's seven games. If he misses three weeks, that's 11 games he'll be missing. It's just too late in the season. You know, if only they didn't start out two and ten, right? Say they started out eight and four, seven and five. They wouldn't have to worry about what they do over, over the final fourth of the season, ding. But that's what happens. You know, bad chemistry, way back when in October, and now this happens at, at a very bad time.
That's Mike Bresnahan. Sorry, getting our wires crossed. On Sports Spectrum LA or Spectrum Sports LA. Definitely tough for the Lakers. But can we hear from Michael Cooper? Would that be okay? If the Lakers can stay healthy and these young men start to gel even better as in these next 22, 21 games they have, I would be – if any other team, I don't care whoever the top seven teams or whoever they are, six teams, I would be afraid to play the Lakers. Lakers are going to be that team that you don't want to see in a five- or seven-game series uh, because they are getting better. But, again, it all depends on the health of the Lakers. If they can get to the playoffs healthy, they are possibly going to challenge for a championship. On Sirius XM NBA, that's kind of the big picture. Anthony Davis just got back. He's still rounding into form. But for LeBron James to be out, they're below 500 when they don't have him for obvious reasons. And they really need him to kind of help facilitate this group gelling and coming together. And again, the big challenge is that they were below 500. They'd won three in a row. And so they've actually gained some ground, but in the West where you're talking about number four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, and 13 being separated by three total games in the loss column, four through 13 separated by three total games in the loss column. You don't have the luxury of being able to take a step back, especially not this late in the season. As much as people like to joke about it being too long of a season, maybe, but not right now. There's not as much time to recover. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. Celtics don't have that problem. The Celtics are not in first place this morning. If you're just waking up, they've actually slipped behind the Bucks, but it's it's essentially percentage points, like not even a full percentage point. We're talking about hundreds behind. So the decimal point tells the story here. So it's winning percentage, but it's the same record. They've got one more loss, but one more win. It's kind of evens out with the Bucks. The Celtics need Jason Tatum to find his rhythm again. So as I was saying about the MVP, and I know Nikola Jokic, front runner by far. He's not just a front runner. He's not just got his nose in front. He's lapping the field at this point. But if there is a dark horse candidate, and I've had a couple of NBA insiders mention Jason's name over the last week, there's evidence in this game with the Knicks. The Knicks win their sixth in a row. They're playing well. They got 23 from Julius Randle, 23 from Emmanuel Quickly. And the Celtics were brutal from beyond the arc. It's one of those games. Games that I inevitably think of James Harden. 9 of 42 from beyond the arc. That's tough to watch. What did Michael Malone say about the about the All-Star game? That was a tough one to watch. Tough one to sit through, I think he said. That's tough to sit through. Tatum, though, is a bit of a in a bit of a shooting slump. Regardless of the ejection, he was frustrated. He was arguing calls. Probably the two things are tied together. He argues about a missed, what he felt like was a missed foul on a dunk attempt earlier in the game and then ultimately gets tossed because he's screaming about a foul, which it did look like a foul. Guy slapped him on the arm, non-shooting arm, but slapped him nonetheless. He's screaming about that in the fourth quarter. But you can imagine just in general being frustrated because he's – not hitting shots the way that he was. And it's 
it's coming with some struggles. He said that following the All-Star break, though. He did say he had a reason for that. So 6 of 18 last night before he got tossed and, and needs to find a way to settle in again. Get back home. I ain't been home in two weeks, right? Missed my bed. Uh, see Deuce. Um, you know, just get back home, get some home-cooked meal, get ready for Wednesday. It's a long season, and uh, Jason's been playing, as we all know, at an MVP level um, for most of the season. And, I mean, if you can go all 82 playing like that, like I'm, that that's just tough. You know, um, there's going to be ups and downs. And, um, and he's the last guy that I'm worried about. Um, you know, I know what he's about. And my biggest thing with him is, you know, make, making sure that he feels right and that he's good to go, you know, in April uh, once the playoffs start. So um, I'm not worried about it. Through the season, you're going to have, you know, an off game here and there. And that's just a part of it. Although I do love the fact that an off game for Tatum right now is nearly a triple-double. Maybe that's the difference between him and Jokic. Jokic has got 14 triple doubles in 19 games. Jason Tatum, it was more like one of those uh, Russell Westbrook triple doubles, the kind that now he he can certainly fill up a stat sheet. But there are some triple doubles where we come to kind of tease about them with Russell Westbrook where the shooting percentage is just, it's horror awful. And yet he still pours, he pours in enough points, not pours in, but he scores enough points, maybe just gets over double figures, has the rebounds, has the assists, maybe has the turnovers as well. I mean, this is an off night for Jason Tatum. There are a lot of other ways that he helps the Celtics. His name is Jason Taylor. But when Jason Taylor complains about calls, maybe he's not going to get the MVP treatment. I guess depending on who it is. He actually, I need to look it up on Twitter because I saw, before I realized all the different circumstances, I saw his tweet in response to getting ejected. Yeah, okay, so here's what happened. Uh, After the game, someone... uh, Okay, we have to... Scene set really quick. I only have about 60 seconds. Do you guys remember that Saturday... Was it a Saturday night game when Jason Tatum fouled LeBron James on what was late in regulation. Remember, it was a battle between the Lakers and the Celtics. I think it was a Saturday night game because it was such a huge controversy. There was a missed foul on LeBron James. It was Tatum who hit LeBron. It wasn't called. They went out into overtime and the Celtics win. But do you remember for days, LeBron and many of the Lakers, including Darvin Ham, were complaining about the fact that the NBA had fouled so, had missed it so badly, had screwed that up so badly, had essentially stolen a win from the Lakers. I'm sure you guys remember, and I'm not just making this up. Late January. So, so then, now fast forward to last night, someone on Twitter includes Jason in his tweet, Jason's handle, and mentions that Julius Randle clearly slapped the shooting arm of Jason Tatum and has the video to prove it, right? So Jason quote tweets that video with, LOL, this what I get for fouling Braun. <laughs> I mean. That's what real men do. At least his sense of humor hasn't disappeared. <laughs> so essentially he's saying it's either karma or the refs are making up the call. <laughs> 
LeBron didn't get that one, so you don't get your foul last night. <laughs> All right. Long way to go. Have a great Tuesday. Be safe. It's After Hours CBS Sports Radio. Boom! Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 